Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. This is a revving the word um, episode. have to tell you, uh, I think I'm really on to something today because I have now spent probably the last 40 minutes trying to do this, this activation with you. And each time, uh, the recording would just fall out a couple times. And so here I am. I'm already pretty sweaty. <laughs> I will not be discouraged, but this is my last go. I'm like, okay, Lord, I just feel like I, I'm going to pray uh, right now. So, Lord, your will be done. Cover this podcast so that we could get this done. And I, I am certain that this is going to be a, a unique uh, revving the word to itself. So I think that's why we're getting some pushback. So y'all can pray for me as my... My body's already a little tired, so I really am probably going to rest in some of these pieces and just be speaking to you, so I know I have the grace to do that. So welcome. If you're new to Revving the Word, all we do is we put truth in, scripture comes in, uh, motivational music goes in, because I think music does something, right? We know that. Worship. That's uh, why you go to a rock concert, music moves you. Uh, you go to church, music moves you. Music has its place. Um, and it's not the only place of worship. Worship is anything you, that you devote yourself to. Worship is actually a response on our side. So it's not music. Worship doesn't mean music. But music helps me to respond. That's why you hear a good song and you're like, oh, that makes me feel happy or that makes me feel sad or music can pull out of us some stuff. So that's why the music is here. The word is here, but mostly, primarily and importantly, God is here. Emmanuel, God with us, God in us, God upon us, and he wants to have his way with us. And this is us submitting ourselves, heart, soul, mind, and strength from our blood to our bones to our body, submitting ourselves and saying, God, I'm a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. Have your way. And it's supposed to burn a little bit. All workouts have a little discomfort to them, right? A little bit. And maybe it's just the first three to five minutes or so. But if you didn't, sometimes I probably wouldn't if I didn't, if I didn't know the benefits of it, the, the payoff, like the reward. And that is part of our faith. So hear me. There is a reward element to our faith as you do obedience, as you seek the will of God, what he wants, what he's saying, what he's doing. There is a reward. <laughs> he is that good. Um, you're not just to be a robot and then collect a paycheck at the end of your life. Like the payment is your freedom. The payment is your joy. The payment is you're not... Uh, subject to your circumstances, that you have a faith that trumps everything that might be real and happening. But faith is a reality that's capital R reality, and then there's our, our little R reality of what's going on. But faith, being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So we're going to do that today and bring our body into it. So this is all of you. Um, now, the thing that's different about today is we're encouraging to consider doing a, a, a prayer walk really just going for a walk or really pulling back. So it's a recovery. Okay. Um, so you, you know, recovery, meaning you're not pushing into any, you're just moving things through you. Does that make sense? Elevating the core temperature, elevating the body fluids, because as we start to work out and elevate the heart rate, body fluids um, loosen and they pump and move. And it's kind of like just a, a refreshing, a cleaning of things. Um, <clears throat> it's not here. So turn off your calorie counters, your heart rate monitors. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? They're great tools, but they're not the measure of your health. They're not the measure, definitely not the measure of your freedom. 
<clears throat> so just go for a walk or just tone it down. That's all I'm saying. So if you're usually hitting it hard, bring it down today. The spirit wants to have its way. But if we're constantly, we can fool ourselves. Our flesh can fool us into saying, well, I'm doing this for Christ or look how hard I work for God's sake. And eh, I don't think, remember the way is hard, but the work is easy in Christ. The way, the road is narrow, hard, and few. But Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. My yoke, meaning my work, work with me. Learn from me. I'm lowly and gentle at heart. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. So let's not make this so that the problem is if you go out the rest of your day and rebel against the spirit of God, then you're going to turn to a box of wine at the end of the day, have a whole pizza. You're going to use food or people for comfort or your possessions. And that's, listen, we're all kind of learning, getting healthy. That happens. But I want you to be congruent. What happens here continues to go with you for the rest of the day. All right. So no intervals, no have to move your body, create some space. We're going to be in Psalm 139. We're going to move our feet, hear the truth, pray, hear from God. All right, let's get the playlist going. So far, we're still recording in three, two, one, play. All right. Take a notice of your surroundings, what's going on. Just be a good observer. Observe. Observe how heavy your feet are hitting the floor or hitting the ground, or how maybe how tight you feel, or maybe how great you feel. Notice if you can take big breath, or if you've got to kind of find yourself short of breath. Just notice, be an observer. So more of a recovery day today, moving things through. Here's the thing, recovery really happens in this um, quiet and gentle place. One, rest. How's your sleep? Are you getting some good sleep, six to eight hours a night? Steady? <laughs> So that's really where recovery happens, primarily in your sleep. So like God, to say, even when you're sleeping, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work for you. He's <laughs> so good. And then nourishment, what you put in your body. What kind of nutrients go in? Fats, proteins, carbohydrates. We need those, but kind of quality are they basically go back to the garden <laughs> what he gave us to eat in the first place how much of your nutrition energy that you consume comes from those foods listen nobody's perfect so I'm not looking to create a bunch of bunch of food Pharisees but I'm positive that the Spirit wants to help you nourish your body well, that you would have clear thought, strong muscles, open airways, yeah. And then water, everyone, water. How hydrated are you? 
how much coffee do you drink? How much kombucha do you drink? How much tea? How much? You need more water. I'm pretty sure. I don't do a lot of blanket statements. But I'm pretty sure I can say, you need more water. <laughs> Unless you're already like someone who believes, some, you know, I used to have a client that she struggled with an eating disorder. And she thought water was her way of flushing her fat. <laughs> now I'm not saying there isn't some truth to if we're hydrated, we're better users of, of our stored energy. Let's see, Satan takes every good thing and if he can hijack it and move it away from a, being God's thing, then we'll turn it into our thing. And then that becomes a kill, steal, or destroy. All right, so God, be with us. Change us. Lord, heal bodies, heal minds, heal hearts. Holy Spirit, search us, seek out, remove from us any life-threatening disease, spiritual or physical. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Psalm 139. I'm going to give it to you in bite sizes. And then just, so I'll, I'll read parts. Let it just fall on you as you're moving your feet, looking around, smiling, taking deep breaths. Right now, have a thankful heart. We're so thankful. Look at what we can, this is a get to. Some time to be with the Lord and fill up. Thank you, God. So before I read, Psalm 139 really hits on these six points. It's a song that generally we, we think it's a lot about us, which it is. Like if I'm having a hard time hearing from the Lord or being hopeful or being faithful, I come to Psalm 139 because it's a psalm about God's relationship to me. But, but make no mistake, it's about God. <laughs> because I don't need more me. But when I learn more about who God is in relationship to me, then I learn more about who I am. I can hold my peace. So this is a song about how God loves me, wants me, knows me, pursues me, seeks me, thinks of me, formed me, fashioned me, and how he's always with me. It's God's heart to me. And I need to know that all the time when I get lost. All right. So just move your feet, breathe. Let this go in and change you. Oh Lord, you've searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in, behind and before. 
and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. That's good. Thank you, Lord. So God, thank you that just like David, we can come to you and say, God, <laughs> you have already searched me. There's nothing about me that's a mystery to you. You've known me. You know me. You will know. Past, present, future. Thank you, God, that you see the motives of my heart. Yeah. Thank you that you know why I go or why I come. Motives. This is what God's getting after, everyone. <laughs> when I'm stuck, there's something obstructing my freedom. I need Jesus to go in. Holy Spirit, search me. Get it out of me. What is this? You don't have to be afraid of it. Just today, like tomorrow, I have to, you not have to. I know I'm called, I've prayed about it, but to just have a conversation with someone that I'd rather not. But I know that I'm to do it in kindness so that we'll have fellowship with one another, true fellowship. You know, but I've spent some time today with the Lord just saying, search me. God, I want to do this. I want to have fellowship with you and with them. So seek out of me. Why am I, why am I wanting to do this? Is this your desire? You search. You search out my path, the way I go. You search out. You know my motive. And I know with clarity my motive is fellowship. Deeper fellowship. True fellowship. And friends, I tell you, this is why people give up on, on gospel living. It requires such vulnerability. requires a humility you can't just pretend he's gonna get real because he's a real God and you're a real person and he really delights in you so I'm gonna give you some time to just sit with him and your motives let him search out why you do what you do where you're going what you're saying yes to what you're saying no to let him search out the words that's on your tongue. Are you speaking life? Are you critical? Are you quick to say negative things? Like, let him search you. Search me. Get found out. Get found out.
Yes, Lord. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, God, that this is stuff that, as the psalmist says, this knowledge, it's so high. Like, I don't know, but you do. I made a note to myself yesterday that good leaders say, I don't, I don't know, often. And they say, let's ask God, most. <laughs> Let me say that again. Good leaders are disciples. They say, I don't know, often. Because I don't know God's calling me to follow Him. He's not going to stay in the kiddie pool. He's taking me on an adventure. I've never been here before, but I sure crave it. <laughs> so I don't know. The knowledge is way too high, but I'm going to follow Him. And the psalmist says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. He's right. You can't. I can't. This is our co-laboring with God. If we say, God, I don't know. So I'm asking you, use my mouth. Use my motives. Use my emotions. Use my body. I can't do it. I cannot attain it. But I am called. I'm curious about this wonderful place where you are. I want to live there with you. Dwell with you. Be with you. Where nothing <laughs> is shocking or surprising to you, God. You're sovereign. You're sovereign. You search me. You know me. Next part of Psalm 139. Where shall I go from your spirit? <laughs> Where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, which is Hades, hell, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. This is where God always with us, always. And you know what? This comes against our independent spirit. We want to be left alone, but we don't want to be alone. Come on. <laughs> we repent to God. Ooh. Our independent spirit. God, help us break through deeper revelation that you're with us. 
no matter where we go, you're there. You're already there. You're in tomorrow. You're in next year. And you're right here. You are outside of the confines of time and space. Whew. Take us with you. Take us with you. We want to be with you. Wherever you are, we repent for feeling or believing that we could get away from you. Come on, go be with him. Where shall I flee from your presence? Where could I go where your spirit isn't? David is he's pretty much kind of laughing at himself. What am I thinking? <laughs> You're with me. You're always with me. Finish this next two minutes, moving your feet, breathing. God is with me. God is for me. Two minutes, that's all you're going to say. Go. with me God is for me what could man do to me what could this situation do to me God is with me God is for me <laughs> he's already in my tomorrow now listen I can't help but hear him saying start declaring some truth in your environment that you're in right now because he's at the gym. Where could you flee from his presence? He's at the gym. He's on the, the track that you're running around, the mountain that you're climbing, the road that you're driving, the street, the neighborhood that you're walking through. Declare his presence is in this place. This neighborhood belongs to the Lord. This gym 
as under the dominion of the Lord. This mountain belongs to the Lord. Where could we go and flee from him? Verse 11. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day. For darkness is as light with you. <laughs> Here's the thing. There's no hiding. If you think you're not seen, you're seen. If you think you can hide and do things in secret, he knows. And he's not gonna be like shocked. You know, he knows. We, we started with that. You search me, you know. So darkness, we tend to let the enemy go crazy with our imagination of how much power he has, how much dominion, authority, or evil we see. No, no, no. Nope, no, sir. It's all light to God. And even if we feel lost in it, it's all light to him. So stand in the light. Right now, stand fully in the light. Be fully known, fully exposed and stay in the light. There is no darkness to him. Night is day to him. Come on. Night is bright as the day. Spend the next few minutes running in his marvelous light, walking in his marvelous light. <laughs> nothing to fear the darkness tries to get us to fear the unknown no God's got this right God's with me God's for me what could this unknown moment do to me God knows Use your mouth right now to bless someone who's in the darkness. <laughs> Speak light. Let there be light. That all they would do is open their eyes. Open your eyes. Awake, oh sleeper, awake, and let Christ's light shine on you. There is no darkness to him. Hemo.
shine on you. Dark is but as light to him. Yeah, the next time the enemy tries to convince you to be afraid, mm -mm. we've established this. You may not know, but you're walking with the shepherd. He leads you by still waters. And even if it feels like the valley of the shadow of the death, he'll prepare a table for you to sit down and make the enemy watch you eat in the darkest moments. You sit in the light, stay close, keep his lamp to your feet. Light, there is no darkness. You don't walk in it and you're not darkness anymore. We're all sons and daughters of light. Fully known, fully searched. Verse 13, for you, oh, okay, wait, let's just say, let's just get it clear right now. This is the good stuff. This hits my territory of your body, how you're formed, how you're fashioned, the unique. Before I read this, I want you to have this vision. God gives me this vision often of each one of us. It's like he sat down at the worker's bench and he thought uniquely individually just like an artist what is this painting going to display what am i what's in me right now that i want to get out of me Whew. and then he began to design pick up a pencil draw create form and line and then add layers of color and texture and, it, and all the while as he was doing it hear me now he's made this clear tell them lisa when i made them I sang a song. I was whistling while I worked. And each one of them have a unique song in them. I don't sing the same song over two people. <laughs> You're unique. The whole creative process around you was completely unique to itself. There will never be another you. That's why you are his favorite one. I'm his favorite one. <laughs> we can each say that and there's no comparison we go yes you are I can look at my friend yes you are his favorite one I'm his favorite one and they can say yes you are because <laughs> there's only one hear this O Israel our God is one you are one verse 13 for you formed my inward parts you knitted me together in my mother's womb I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your, your eyes saw my unformed substance. Uh-huh. In your book were written every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was not one of them. 
Think about that. See the picture of him forming you. <sighs> Intricately weaving you, your frame. Everyone say this out loud. Wonderful are your works. Wonderful are your works. Now say this, and I am one. That's right. I am one. I am wonderful, unique, intricately woven together, fearfully, wonderfully made. He saw my unformed substance. He already saw you. He just sat down, like I said, he thought, what's in me right now? Oh, there it is. When it was just through the eyes of his heart that he could see you. He began forming you. Then he gave you substance in your mother's womb. Whether you were wanted or not by your mother, it doesn't matter. He wanted you. And before he finished the work of you, he already stamped the days of your life. He authored the days. So it's not like you're just this being that he made, but you're a being with a story. Listen, he authored the story. He signed off on the story. So even the thing that came against you, that could have destroyed you, he signed off. Oh, he signed off. <laughs> On all the days that I felt alone as a child, he signed off. He initialed the page. Every heartbreak, every betrayal, he signed off. He made us, he made you, and he wrote a story around you. Come on, embrace your story, because it's a good one, and the world needs to hear it. So by God's grace and favor, in the process of authoring a book, I have, and I get final say. I initial the pages. <laughs> mm -hmm. So take that enemy. Not one day, he hid you in the darkest moments, in the scariest times, 
in the times when it seemed like the pestilence would take you down. He hid you in his wing. He covered you from the fowler's snare. And here you are, moving your body, breathing, beating, sweating, smiling, overcoming. Take that, darkness. There is no darkness. It's all been light to him. He saw my unformed body and formed me. Wonderful are your works. This is our last song together. Breathe. Verse 17. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast is the sum of them. If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake, and I'm still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. O men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with their malicious intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate those who hate you, O Lord? Do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them my enemies. Now hear this. That seems harsh, right? Hate. <laughs> I don't know about you, but as a kid I was taught, oh, don't use that word. That's a mean word. Hate, hate. But here's the truth. I will only love something. If I'm going to love something with the utmost devotion, I'm going to have to hate some things. <laughs> there has to be. This means like a despise. I don't, even in, I don't even entertain it. I have no grid for that. Remember, we war against, we don't war flesh and blood, but principalities of darkness, Ephesians 6. So it's not people I hate, but I sure hate how the enemy uses people. I hate it. And I won't stand for it. That's why my greatest revenge is to be found in the Lord, to give Him my praise and my devotion and my adoration and my faithfulness, even if, even if, even if none go with me, even if my bank account doesn't support it, even if my talents or credentials don't affirm it. <laughs> this is the way that I have vengeance on evil because I'm found in the Lord. I love him. And so I hate everything that would try to separate me from him. I hate everything that would try to separate me from people and love and affection and kindness and devotion and integrity. And so I know who my enemy is. I'm very aware that God is for me God is with me. What can man do to me? What could evil do? Oh death, where is your sting? Come on. 
We finish this with search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there's any grievous way in me. Lead me in the way of everlasting. The psalmist ends the way he begins. Search me. Now that I have spoken this truth, get me in line with it. Now that I recall your truth, get me in line with it. Go. Get in line with his goodness. Some of you need to just stop right now and worship. Give them your breath. God searches me, God knows me, God protects me, God is always with me, God is for me, God formed and fashioned me, God thinks of me, always. How great are your thoughts, oh God. How precious to me. Another translation says, how precious are your thoughts of me? In other words, God's always, you're always on his mind. You're always on his mind. Always on his mind. You're on his mind so much. The next time, pick up a handful of sand and try to count just the handful and try to think of each one of those as God's precious thought of you. What? Like, I'm a parent, and I really love my kids fiercely. But if I pick up a pile of sand, I don't even know. I'm so limited in my love to have that many precious. I have a lot of precious thought about my kids. But I'm not as all-encompassing love who God is like I I still trying to figure out love right right try to figure out the beauty of it the purity of it the steadfast of it the patience of it the kindness of it I'm super limited but it intrigues me that I'm gonna live today knowing more than I did yesterday about God's love and tomorrow I'll know more than I did today and so that's called pressing on. <laughs> so if the Lord sees fit to give me 50 more years, those grains of sand in my hand, will I'll have more of them. But it'll still be a shadow. Because not until I see Christ face to face will I have a full depth and understanding of his height, his depth, his length, the breadth of his love. 
the psalmist here says that God, so many precious thoughts of us, it would outnumber, it would outnumber the grains of sand in the ocean, on the shore, all sand everywhere. This is why spend time being loved by God. Spend time letting Him love you. Let Him love you. Receive. Be a really good receptacle. Receive. Just receive this truth that God searches you. God knows you. He's not confused about you. He protects you. He's always with you. He's for you. He's formed you. He's fashioned you. There's nothing about you, your body, that disgusts or disgraces Him. He loves you. He thinks of you eternally. So, Father, we give you this, all of it. It's yours. Take it. Use it. Everyone just throw your hands, like, give it to him. You get it? Put it in me. Form it in me. Change me. I believe it. I believe this word. Let my feet catch up to my heart. In Jesus' name, amen.